The next stat is the total cost across the whole trip to Canada. Dun, dun, dun. People right now, get your guesses in. So the total kilometres travelled, which started in North Van, going to Vancouver Island, all the way east to Cape Breton, was... I'll tell you another low moment, actually. I've got another one. Mm. Penticton, brilliant. But that was so hot there, the van did not cool down. Oh, yeah, that wasn't good, actually. And that was a low moment, because it's too warm. Hence, had the fires there now and stuff like that. But mm. yeah. that was early on. I was like, oh, my God, this van's going to overheat. Yeah, that was... That was a worry that it's going to be like that for the whole time. Yeah. Prince Edward Island. Yeah. Having just thought it's another province to tick off, I thought it was a great little place. Mm -hmm. The beaches were gorgeous. Oh, best. Uh, was Charlotte Town? Yeah. That was a really cute town. Great potatoes. Great potatoes. <laughs> Local farm potatoes. <laughs> Buy them on the road. Yeah. Key tip. That was a highlight. Cape Breton was a highlight. Yeah. Welcome to the Winging It Travel podcast with me, James Hammond. Every Monday, I'll be joined by a guest to talk about their travel stories, travel tips, backpacking advice, and so much more. Right now, I'm taking the podcast on the road traveling with me. So tune in every week for short form episodes detailing all my travels alongside my Monday guest episode. Are you a backpacker, gap year student, or simply someone who loves to travel? Then this is the podcast for you, designed to inspire you to travel. There'll be stories to tell, tips to share, and experiences to inspire. Welcome to the show. Let's get into the episode. Hello and welcome to this week's episode. And this is a wrap-up of the Canadian road trip that we just completed after about eight weeks. And to join me for a discussion about this is Emma Hughes, a returning guest. Welcome back. Hello. Are you ready? Yep. So we are going to discuss a few stats today from our trip and some discussion points at the end and the idea is to give the listener a good idea of what our trip was about and maybe what they need to consider if they're going to do a longish road trip across Canada. Is that how you think this is going yeah, to go? Yeah, I think it's for anyone thinking about doing it, this is a good insight into our trip that I think would be useful for anyone looking to do something similar. And I think people normally when they hear this, they want to know the juicy stats. I find some people sort of flicker around these kind of stats, but we are going to deep dive into how far we travelled, how much we spent, mm -hmm. break that down a little bit, what we saw, what we didn't see, and then some thoughts at the end about highlights, lowlights, what we thought before, afterwards, and then recommendations for people doing it. So that's roughly what the episode is going to be about. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you want some stats? Yeah. I'm a bit of a stat person. I've got, yeah, a reasonable amount of stats here. We're going to rattle through these first. Some might surprise you, some not. And yeah, it should lead on nicely to the last bit of the episode, which is the discussion points. So the total kilometres travelled. Now, I did try to do a giveaway for this, but no one was interested on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Now, as the crow flies, or as you just do left to right, west to east, along the one... It's about six and a half thousand kilometres if you go straight out. Obviously, that's not the case because we went up and down to different places. So the total kilometres travelled, which started in North Van, going to Vancouver Island, all the way east to Cape Breton, was 13,383 kilometres, mainly along number one road through Canada. Thoughts on that? 
Well, I think it's a bit more than we'd, or you had originally estimated we'd do, right? I can't remember what you said, but I think before we started, you briefly were trying to figure out like how many kilometres we might do to then know how much we might spend on fuel. And I think that might be a little bit more. Yeah. A shout out to our mate Stephen. I think we discussed it with him in Vancouver about roughly what the kilometres is going to be. And I think we said about 10,000 max. Mm, 10,000, yeah. In Canada, that is. Mm -hmm. But then Stephen did say, I think you'll hit 20. Whether he means 10 in each country. Yeah. Um, I don't want to give away what we've done right to this date in terms of recording, but it is a lot. (laughs) But I think also we have to factor in, yeah, okay, we did some back on ourselves because obviously we drove to Vancouver Island then back across to then start going east and also I know you've covered it in your podcast but we went when we were east we went up to Quebec City and then all the way back down to Toronto then all the way back Mm. up again so that probably accounts for quite a few of those additional kilometers yeah above our estimate Mm -hmm. yeah and I think it's just proving uh, how big Canada is mm, huge like the bit from Calgary even though we went down to almost the border to do the grasslands but mm. the bit from Calgary to maybe Ottawa which is like where the start of the cities begin mm-hmm. that is a heck of a journey yeah huge. <laughs> huge and this is all in a 2000 Toyota Sienna so done well yeah she has done well okay are you ready for the next stat this is more about places that we've seen mm-hmm. so we covered nine provinces 27 cities 10 national parks and eight ferries and or boats so that's yep. our dynamic traveling across and a lot of cities yeah a lot of cities we tried to do a national park in each province we went to which i think we achieved Yep, based on those stats, nine provinces and ten national parks, yep. Yeah. Covered that. Mm-hmm. Um, we also got a na- national parks pass. Oh, that was at the start in Vancouver yeah, Island. Yeah, definitely recommend getting one of those. Yeah, I can't remember the price of that. Was that 120 ish dollars. Something like that. It definitely is worth it because it lasts mm. a year. Yeah, So lasts we can go year. back to Canada next year, go to National Park and still use it. It's definitely worth it. Yeah. Cities... I'm going to put an asterisk next to it because what you think of a city, if you're from the UK, for example, or anywhere in Europe, actually, arguably US. I mean, so many places aren't cities, aren't they? They're small towns. No, they're small towns. I mean, even North Vancouver counts as a city, but to me, that's just a suburb of Vancouver. Yeah. You know, UK mindset, but Mm. these places are cities. And we went to the smallest one in Canada. Yeah. Which had a population of 700 Seven, people or something yeah, like that. Yeah, 700 something like yeah. that, yeah. Yeah, so covered a lot of bases there. We didn't miss any provinces out. We actually covered from west to east every province that you could go through. We did go through. Yeah. The ones we also missed, the other four were just north. Yeah, Yukon, and, Northwest Territories, yeah. Nunavut, and then and Newfoundland. Then Newfoundland, which I described in a few episodes ago, we didn't decide to go to because of the cost. Yeah. Any quick reflections on that? Anything that eats away at you? I think Seth Johns does a little bit because I think we could have got to real east of Canada. Mm. But the cost 
ridiculous it was just too much it was six hundred dollars ferry or play or flight pretty yeah. much or one way mm. and it's just that it's just not in our budget to do no. i wasn't keen on going on the ferry anyway because travel sick yeah it's a choppy ferry yeah i believe there's two ferries but they're both choppy mostly yeah so yeah i just we'll get there one day yeah um, i think a, for me it just it would have finished it off but hey, anyway that's a lot of ground covered there mm. in commas and in terms of provinces and cities and stuff i didn't do towns because that's impossible be there all day in terms of accommodation the average cost that we spent on accommodation this is the next stat so this is going to cover campsites free nights so walmart etc airbnbs and anything other that i can't think of right now the average cost was 45 dollars and 72 cents a night I think we had the idea of having $30 a night because that's how much campsites sometimes cost. Mm. But the Airbnbs, as I described in other podcast episodes, are ridiculously priced in Canada right now and that drove up the cost. Yeah, that drove up the cost, but also the campsites generally were more, Yeah, weren't they? They were, well, it depends what you have. If you just have a basic tent site, no electricity, water hookups, what was that? In the national parks, it was like $25? Yeah, 25 to 29 But then like if you wanted anything extra, it was more like 35 or more. Yeah, and the price we paid the most for a national parks campground mm-hmm. was at the start. Yeah. In um, Pacific Vancouver Rim. Island, Pacific yeah. Rim. Yeah, that was $60, wasn't it, a night? Something ridiculous like that. 50 I think it was. 50. And then that Euclulet one. Yeah. It was a private one. Private. That was 60-something. And that's yeah. when... That was like day three, panic, Crying. this is going to be an expensive trip. But actually, that was the most expensive it got in terms of campsites, I think. Yeah. And I want to touch on campsites and the discussion points, because there's a few things that we want to talk about about that. Uh, so maybe tips and maybe things that we should have done at the start. But we'll yeah. come to that in a bit. Let's crack on with some more stats. The total cost of fuel, $2,348.50. If you want a breakdown of that our tank does about 600 kilometers done the maths on that it's about 105 dollars and 29 cents a tank going across canada Mm -hmm. that seems about right because vancouver filling up the tank for our two liter engine roughly i think it's about two liters the toyota sienna is going to cost in current prices at the time about 120 dollars but then you go to Calgary, for example, and it's way less. So mm-hmm. it does average it out. And I think in the middle, it's kind of in the middle of those two, isn't it? And then Easter got a bit more expensive. Yeah. So on average, it seems about right. About $105 a tank. If you want that in pounds, though, I mean, that's pretty cheap. Because in English pounds, that's probably about 60 quid. Yeah. And a pound a litre. God, you didn't get that. When's the last time it's been a pound a litre? Mm-hmm. 20 years ago? <laughs> so actually, it's cheap on the whole compared to other countries. And the reason that you know the cost is shout out to Travel Spend app. Yeah. Because we have been using that all year. Yeah. To track everything, every cent spent. We've done pretty well on that. There's a, a tiny amount of things missing, but mm. really, on the whole, we've done 99% of stuff. Yeah. But Probably it has, even more than that. But it has been useful to get these yeah. stats. and. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Next one I've got here. 
maintenance of the car in Canada. This will interest people. This is probably a discussion point at the end. We actually only spent forty dollars, and that was mm-hmm. an oil change just outside Toronto, uh, yeah. going east. And they've done some checks as well, but that was kind of needed because you're supposed to do it every ten thousand kilometers. Yeah. Um, that's the only maintenance in Canada. Yeah. Uh, but people can keep that in the back of their minds for further podcast episodes. Next mm-hmm. stat: groceries. This is going to be different for everyone because people eat differently. We don't buy meat, so that's a caveat here. But I've got here, across the whole board, $1,216, mm-hmm. which is about $135 a week we spent on groceries. Yeah. Yeah. And this is pretty much all July, all August, and the first three days of September. Yeah. So, we're, you know, eight, eight weeks ish mm-hmm. eight and a half weeks and we didn't really we were mostly cooking for ourselves on the whole yeah so makes sense yeah i'm not surprised at that either yeah. we probably thought 100 dollars a week but again more cost there next one coffee we spent 917 dollars which on average per day is 14 dollars and 79 cents and the reason i put that in is because we did say at the start the one thing we do guarantee pretty much on the whole do is get a coffee and that purely for coffee is two coffees a day each. Yeah. But whacked in there is the odd bagel. Yeah, that will include occasions where we've got a little treat. Yeah. As well as a coffee. So seven dollars ninety each a day. That is bog standard two coffees a day each. Which does seem a bit extravagant when you said put it that way. Yeah. But we do like a little coffee every day and checking out new cafes of which there were many, obviously. Yep, I've recorded them on the podcast episodes, if you check into them. The next stat is the total cost. Across the whole trip to Canada. Dun, dun, dun. People right now, get your guesses in. I didn't cover everything on the breakdown, so this is obviously going to cover other stuff I didn't discuss here. But it's $10,542.54. That is $170 a day. Mm-hmm. Or... $1,190 a week. Yeah. So that's for two people. For two people in the two-litre Toyota Sienna going across Canada. I think that's more than I thought it would be. Yeah. There are caveats to that. One-off payment stuff, i.e. National Parks Pass. Yeah. Stuff like that. Some bits for the van. But, yeah, that has surprised me a little bit. I mean, Travel Spend will have everything else, but we didn't, we didn't talk about restaurants or Tim's and stuff like that. Um, mm. Generic stuff, tourist stuff, metro cards and all that sort of stuff. But, yeah, $170 yeah. a day. Yeah. Hey, yeah, just a quick one. I just want to say there are many ways to support this podcast. You can buy me a coffee and help support the podcast with $5. Or you can go to my merch store with the affiliate link with Tee Public, where there's plenty of merch available to buy, such as t-shirts, jumpers, hoodies, and also some children's clothing. Thirdly, which is free, you can also rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, or Good Pods. Also, you can find me on social media on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Simply just search for Winging It Travel Podcast, and you'll find me, displaying all my social media content for traveling podcast and other stuff thank you 
don't really know what to say. <laughs> yeah. That is probably a bit more than we'd estimated. Yeah. And also, it's about £100 a day if you're from the UK. But you've got to put into perspective there, that is including your car, so it's transport, fuel for that car. Yeah. And that also is also your accommodation. Yeah. And food. And food. It was, as I said before, it's everything. Yeah. So I don't think it's too bad. I don't think it much cheaper, though. How? No. Well, I mean, we'll discuss this probably later, but yeah. we didn't do much free accommodation in Canada. No, we'll come to that in a bit. So that could have changed things, but mm. but it's a good start. If you're looking to campsite slash Airbnb your way across Canada, it's probably going to be that. Yeah. And that's like basic, like we were going cheap. Yeah. Quote cheap Airbnbs. And they aren't cheap. Exactly, that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. So I think we've done all right with accommodation with that. We could have made it cheaper, but we'll come to that now mm. for discussion points. So there's some stats for you from the trip. So these are going to be sort of highlights, lowlights, what you do differently next time, recommendations and thoughts and stuff. So let's go in pre-trip. Mm. When we left that day, what were your thoughts? Any thoughts about what the trip was going to entail and what was different in reality? I'll go. I'll go first if you want, to, want me to kick off. Mm. I didn't realize campsites were more than thirty dollars. I yeah. somehow or some reason had in my mind, maybe because we'd done campsites before on trips. Yeah, they're going to be like ten, fifteen dollars, but they were sort of like outside of the national parks and non-private weren't they i don't know what you call them here. yeah they're well in bc at least they're called rec sites rec sites so they're yeah. like just a basic campground pit that toilet. has like a pit toilet mm. it, you know you have your own little spot with a table and probably a fire pit yeah but that's kind of it mm. and a pit toilet yeah there's no shower there's no i don't know what else you get washing up station mm. So they're quite basic, and they have been like fifteen dollars, yeah, per car or whatever. We didn't actually stay in any of those. No. So that was a when we got to, yeah when we got to Vancouver Island that was a shock when we had fifty dollars a night for Greenpoint Campground. Mm. So, oh God, it's gonna be that expensive. Yeah, that's a shock. Mm-hmm. What about you? Oh, on loads. campsites, what do you think? On camp- well, my and after. yeah, my huge concern before the trip was getting into campsites because yeah. we knew from experience of living in yes. BC for three, four years, campsites will go, especially in the, you know, prov- provincial parks, national parks, they open up three months in advance mm. or something stupid, and they'll go within seconds of being released. So, my panic was. We had not booked anything in advance, and to be honest, it's way too overwhelming to yes, do that because we would have had, you know, we would have been in, I don't know where we would have been, Nepal, and we'd need to book camp spots for Canada. That's way too much, and we don't know what's going to happen and what date we're leaving, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So my fear was, oh, we're just never going to be able to find a spot, and we'll have to sleep on the side of the road in our van. Yeah. That was a big concern with campsites. Mm. But in actual fact, I don't know if it was luck or it just generally always worked out fine. Yeah. That we, that first 
night we got ourselves to Tofino, got to that Greenpoint campground, and we did manage to get a space. Twice. So I think we'd seen online that there were no availabilities, but we were winging it. <laughs> just to see what happened, right? Yes, because we turned up. It was also a public holiday public that holiday, day. Public holiday, I think, Canada Day. Yeah. Yeah, and we got extremely lucky that we just, yeah, the car behind probably didn't get a spot if it didn't have anything booked. Yeah. We just turned up, we got a spot on the go. The second night, we were leaving. And it's yeah. oh, hang on a minute, I'm on the phone. I think someone's cancelling. Yeah. Oh, God, like, the timing of that. Mm. I think the lesson would be weekends, you've got to... Yeah, plan strategically i think we didn't really get that good at that we kept forgetting it's hard to well, yeah it's uh, hard to remember the day of the week sometimes it all seems the same but weekends and stat day weekend mm. you really need to plan ahead that's airbnbs and campsites i think that was the combination mm. lessons from that but i can only think of one time where i think a, a few times we did book in advance like if we knew exactly where we were aiming for at the end of the day yeah and we looked at a campsite they did have a space we booked it yeah but if there wasn't a space we did just turn up and see what happened mm. and i can only think of one occasion where we didn't get a spot at the uh la Maurice yes park so we just drove down the road and parked um, in the yeah car we park. just found like a yeah. overlander free spot for the night and stayed yeah. there and it was fine but yeah so that was a big uh kind of thing that was making me anxious and then was actually mm. after a couple of weeks i kind of got into the swing of it and relaxed a bit feeling like it was probably going to be all right yeah and it was it was and to tag on to that same sort of rough area the free ones now mm. shout out to iOverlander great app yeah get gotta it. get it it's offline you can see anywhere in the world paid campsites free campsites informal formal showers it covers in a whole array of stuff to help you out but we didn't actually hit a free night until Thunder Bay yeah and then we realised, oh, God, there's, like, truck stops and rest stops and Walmarts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Walmarts, I, I still don't really like because they have people there till 11pm until it closes and sometimes get idiots in cars and some were noisy. Most are okay. But I was like, oh, why don't you stay in a truck stop? They're designed for trucks. I guess anyone, really, not just trucks. Mm-hmm. But, like, you park there, it's got a toilet, it's got a convenience store, normally 24 hours, it's got a petrol station. Mm-hmm. Why not stay at that? So I think we started too late getting into that game we have recovered quite well yeah on the trip um, which you'll see in the u.s stats in terms of accommodation costs yeah but yeah that was before i think i was worried about doing those and mm. after when we done a few i was like oh that's all right yeah well you were really resistant to doing a walmart one yeah. for ages yeah and then we did eventually do it at cape breton and it was fine yeah i don't know i mean i know what you're saying about them but i quite like them because mm. there's generally other RVs yeah, there, true. so you feel a bit of safety in numbers. Yeah. The only downside is, obviously, they shut at, like, 11pm and then open again 6, 7am. So if you did, were desperate for the toilet, then you're a bit, you've got problems, but that didn't happen. Yeah. And for our car, we do need a toilet. Yeah. That was a rule mm-hmm. because we don't have one. Yeah, that was the thing with the free stops. Like, obviously, if you look at iOverlander or other apps like Park for Night and stuff, there are loads of spots that are free, just tucked away down like trailheads. Yeah. But our issue was we needed a guaranteed toilet, whether it was like a pit toilet mm. or the whatever they're called, porter cabin yeah. little things. And 
but we just needed that because we don't have anything. Yeah, so if you're not like self-contained like us. Yeah, so that's limitation. The recommendation for me is just find rest or truck stops, guaranteed mm. toilet. I think the 24 hour because they're designed with trucks, you know, truck people. Mm. And also a shop if you need to get desperately something at night. And they're yeah. there for a coffee in the morning. So I think they are the top tip for free nights. Yeah. Which leads us on to the next discussion point is the car. Mm-hmm. You mentioned there, no toilet. What else were you worried about before the trip? The car surviving. <laughs> like, I yeah. will confess, I think you know, I didn't have much faith in this car for no reason. Mm. It hadn't done anything wrong before. Yeah. But I guess it's just my anxiety tries to find anything that yeah. could go wrong. But I just thought, oh, it's an old car, like, probably needs X, Y, and Z doing to it. Like, this could happen, that could happen. But in Canada, she's great. Yeah. And you. And you're but we'll, we'll come to that at the end. Yeah. I'm now, like, making it sound worse than it is. It's <laughs> actually fine. Canada, totally no issues at no issues. all. And now I think she's great. <laughs> I, don't know why I'm, I don't know why I'm saying no. she. Yeah, it's a she. But she's done well. Sienna, it's a name, isn't it? Yeah, Sienna. Sienna. But yeah, she's done great. Yeah, I didn't actually have any um, worries about the car. Because, well, the mechanic said it'll go on forever. Toyota's mm-hmm. do, it's Japanese, it's not American made. Mm. Much more faith in a Japanese made model. The parts, if it was going to get fixed, are easier to find. Yeah. On the whole, maybe a bit cheaper to fix. So I wasn't that fussed. And as it turned out, yeah, it's been unbelievable. Yeah. I also think my other fear wasn't, it was just our ability if something happened to the car. Yeah, that's an issue. Because we don't know and haven't bothered to learn anything. Our friend Stephen, again, shout out to him. Yeah. He's brilliant, showed us where our spare tyre was and how, like, yeah. where the jack was and stuff before we left. So I was like, well, we can probably figure out how to change the tyre basics. Yeah. We can check fluid levels, super basic stuff. Oil and stuff like that. But I think I was just envisioning like we'd be in the middle of nowhere and somewhere and break down. Although our plan had been to kind of stick to Highway 1, so it was never going to be. We're not going down forest roads in the middle of nowhere. But Well, we had a rule. Yeah. No dirt roads. Yeah. I think we pretty much stuck to that. Mostly. Mostly. Yeah. Yeah. And that kind of leads on to my next discussion point, the number one road, which we stuck to pretty much all the way to east, mm-hmm. which is the main road through Canada, west to east. Mm-hmm. Before, I was like, oh, it'd be a great road. Two lanes, I'd imagine, going all the way through because it's the main road in Canada. Mm. In reality, most of it was okay, but oh, most, I don't know. A lot of it was pretty shit. Uh, some of it was single lane, like in Ontario, so you can't pass. But some of the roads were just a bit shit. Mm. <laughs> like not pot like little potholes or just not that smooth. Yeah. I mean especially the more east you got on the whole the worse it was and that does make sense because of the weather conditions. Yeah. So like you know, lower mainland B C had better roads than Manitoba. Yeah. But the weather conditions are different. Like yeah. they get all the snow and the ice and that probably does wreck the roads. Yeah. So there were sections of the highway. But generally okay. Yeah, like that that was the other main concern I had, I think, was just not knowing road conditions. Yeah. 
think I still have a bit of a hang up from Jordan experience, but yeah, but really, it was all right. Mm. Like that, yeah, there's potholes and it's a bit bumpy, mm. but that's right. okay. Just yeah. got through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next on your list here that I've got for discussions is an interesting one. It's money. We have touched on our budget. Mm. So now knowing the what we spent and what you thought before and now after mm-hmm. what's the what's the go here have you do you think we've spent more than we think that you thought we would spend yeah i think we spent more but i think i was because obviously we'd already had however many months traveling six yeah. months before we started this so and that had eaten into our budget as we've previously discussed in the other episode, <laughs> that was way more than we thought it was going to be. Mm. So we already had less than we thought we would. Yeah. So I was just wondering, like, how far we would get. And even, like, we were thinking even halfway through the road trip, like, are we going to have to get to Ontario and sell the car? Yeah, because we had we're running out of money. didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But somehow we obviously changed, something improved. Yeah. Well, I think the free nights coming yeah. too. I think once we started to, oh, if we do two free nights a week mm. or three free nights yeah. a week, yeah, that will half the budget mm. for the weekly accommodation costs. Mm-hmm. This is a patron shout out to Laura from the Swamp Soup Stickers, who has contributed five pounds to the podcast on my Patreon. Thank you so much for your support. Really appreciate it, and it helps the podcast to keep going in the future. If you're interested, head to the show notes where you'll find a link to my patron. The website address is patreon.com forward slash travel podcast. For five English pounds, you will receive some trendy stickers from myself in the post, a shout out on each episode, and also my digital travel planner by email. Thank you for your support. Uh, yeah, for, for money, I think we... But it's still fine. Done but, okay. Yeah. I just... The thing I was going to say is I can't see how we could have done it less. No. But what I will say is I didn't realise some of the things would be expensive as they are. Because mm. I think I had a pre-reality to a reality on the yeah. road about how much things cost. Mm. Um, campsites being one. And then I was getting emotional about the Airbnb costs in the cities that we went to in Ontario. Well, but I've, I've talked about that already. But The Airbnb trap. Trap. Yeah. Mm. As I said before, you want to stay somewhere with a roof on your head. Where can you stay that's cheap? There's nowhere in Canada. Stat. Mm. I'm not having it. The cheapest place for us was our car. Yep. So, there you go. And it was nicer than some of the Airbnbs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crikey. Yeah. Okay, any other discussion points before we go to highlights and lowlights? Mm. Well, none of that is about the concerns going into what happened. Mine were the car yeah. road conditions mm. and campsites yeah but all that is to say it was all fine yeah and it will all good. work out fine for you too if you're going to do it yeah um, we didn't really have too many adverse weather conditions as well no we, I think we were very lucky with the weather very lucky a few occasions Calgary being one the rain was ridiculously hard um, we talked about that in the podcast before mm. but a few rainy days and we did drive in the rain a little tiny bit but the rule, again, was oh, yeah. why risk it? But that is a ridiculous rule, really, because it was yeah. unavoidable. Yeah. If you want to get somewhere, you're going to have to try and drive in the rain. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Highlights. 
Well, Let's not go on forever here. Let's do three each. Three. Yeah. Mm. Prince Edward Island. Yeah. Having just thought it's another province to tick off, I thought it was a great little place. Mm -hmm. The beaches were gorgeous. Oh, best. Uh, it was Charlottetown. Yeah. That was a really cute town. Great potatoes. Great potatoes. <laughs> Local farm potatoes. <laughs> Bottom on the road. Yeah. Key, key tip. That. that was a highlight. Cape Breton was a highlight. Yeah. Grasslands always sticks out. Oh, yeah. But I think that's because people kept saying to us, every Canadian we spoke to saying that we're doing this road trip, <laughs> they kept saying, oh, there's nothing in the middle to see. Mm. Which I get. When you're just driving down the one, yeah, there was nothing to see. It yeah. was flat fields, which, you know, is all right for a while. But then there were, like, grasslands was really different compared to other stuff in Canada. Yeah. Like, totally different environment mm. manitoba riding national park was good the four is it <laughs> yeah yeah and then i also wanted to say that the cities in the east like Bloody hell. everything then <laughs> well yeah i don't have much to complain about no low lights is gonna be tough um i'm gonna stick to three because i think it's just gives a bit more value to what you're mm. saying yeah okay i'm gonna go the first three nights as a so the West Vancouver yeah, Islands. That's also great. So you collect up to Tofino, mm. Greenpoint, that little area is a highlight. Yeah, that was good too. Yeah. Number two for me was Puckasaw National Park. Yeah, that was great. These are no order, I'm just let I'm saying number two. Yeah, that was also great. I can't believe the beaches there, mm. the water, the mm -hmm. views. Yeah. Yeah. And number three is Prince Edward Island. Mm because I couldn't believe how green it was, how spaced out it was, and the beaches were incredible. Yeah. It just blew my mind a little bit. Yeah. Everything else is great, but they're the three off the top of my head that I'm like, when I think back to what I love taking pictures of and where I like to be in, that's them three. Yeah, that was, yeah, they're great, strong yeah. choices. And then you picked five, didn't you? So my bonus two would be Montreal, mm -hmm. and then Cape Breton. Okay. Three low lights each. Yeah. Uh, okay. Might be tough. If you haven't got any, it's fine. Uh, well, low lights, I think the first one that springs to mind was the day that we went, drove to Calgary from Canmore. Yeah. Obviously, it was bad because it was a lightning, thunderstorm, yeah. rain, hail. Mm. to the point where you couldn't see where you were going. Yeah, had to stop. And had to stop because the yeah. road was like flooding and the hail was crashing down. Mm. So that was a bit scary. Mm -hmm. And then we arrived at the Airbnb that we'd booked and that was a bit like just... Classic. Classic, not what we thought. Yeah, Airbnb um, trap. So that was a low. It wasn't, but again, it really wasn't that bad. Yeah. Uh, I did have another one. I forgot, so you'll have to go. Okay. Um, I think a low... Low is quite a strong word. There's been actually been no real low no, points. No, it's not. This is really just trying to think because it's really not that bad. But somewhere where I just thought it was... What on earth is this place? Is vagina. Yeah. I was like, oh, we spent two or three days here. The, the river walk was fine. We didn't spend... No, we didn't in the end. Yeah. We went... The travel lodge was great. 
but uh, I didn't like the particular city around yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's hard with some of it though because we are scraping the we, barrel. Yeah. We're scraping the barrel, but also I remember Regina because we're moving so quickly. Sometimes you just don't have the energy and enthusiasm to mm. explore a new town or city. Yeah. So you can get there and be like, oh, I don't really have the energy to go and see this, 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 this. So you just mm. go to one place and then you don't get a sense. Yeah. So I think there's a bit of that too. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's got potential, but... Mm. It's another low light for me. Mm. done a seven-hour driving day, didn't I? From yeah. Winnipeg to Thunder Bay. Yeah. And that was the first time I learned that that was way too much. Yeah. And I had a massive headache in the mm. evening. That was awful. And it's quite warm. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I was like, oh. Uh, well, and also then there was a thunderstorm that night, so that probably didn't help. No. I, I felt awful that night. Yeah. Like grim. Mm. That was a low, low moment. I'll tell you another low moment, actually. I've got another one. Mm. Penticton, brilliant. But that was so hot there. The van did not cool down. Oh, yeah. That wasn't good, actually. And that was a low moment because it's too warm. Hence, had the fires there now and stuff like that. But... Mm. Yeah. That was early on. I was like, oh my God, this van's going to overheat. Yeah, that was that was a worry that it was going to be like that for the whole time. Yeah. But actually, it was just the extreme heat there. Yeah. And I guess because it's in the valley, I don't know, it just kind of keeps the heat in. Yeah. Whereas as soon as we left that area, it was fine. And yes, we did have windows open, but you need mosquito nets for that. And yeah. sometimes they skate through the little gap. Yeah. And we spent a night just finding five in the van, trying to not get eaten alive. So... Yeah. Because the van doesn't really have aircon, or doesn't have aircon, it doesn't. Um, it's a bit of an issue. Mm-hmm. And that actually falls into another thing about the car that we learnt on big driving days, mm. sun beating down, mm. the car's even. Yeah, yeah, sweaty, some sweaty driving days we've had. And then the fridge is trying to regurgitate the air to make it cold, but it's warm air. Yeah. So then the things in the fridge get all mangled up and stinking. Well, so that was yeah. a lesson learnt as well. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Any more? No, I don't think so. The other low lights, just like the Airbnbs, that one in Montreal yeah. was the worst. Oh, but, grim. But luckily, it was just, it had, what, 12 bedrooms? It was essentially a hostel. Hostel. In the end. Yeah. Advertised as a room with a in a house, but it was essentially a hostel. Bathroom was great. Yeah. But it's three floors of four bedrooms, one kitchen between them all. Yeah. And you saw sick outside. Well, when we well. left the next... I mean, very luckily, we had a friend Thanks, offer Sylvia. to stay yeah. in her apartment, which we're incredibly grateful for. Yeah. But yeah, when we left that next morning, I, yeah, there was like vomit on the step outside or something. Because I think that they were just like young, drunk. Yeah. Because mm. cheap. I said yeah. before, yeah, yeah. it's not really our fault or their fault. It's the price's fault. Yeah. It's the business fault. Mm. You can't afford something reasonable in the city. Yeah. You're going to buy something cheap outside. Yeah. That's what you get. But yeah, not bad for an eight-week trip to not really have that many low yeah. lights. They're all, none of them are like devastating. No. Uh, actually, the most emotional out of them all was the hot evenings, because if you don't get cool, yeah, that tough. is a bit stressful. Mm. We had little hand-held fans, but they didn't, but they didn't last all night, mm. because the batteries ran out. Whatever. Okay. Next question here is, We've got a few more, and that's it. What would you do differently next time? Well, I'd have a bigger van. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. One with a toilet, or at least some sort of porta potty. Yeah. 
whatever they're called in it. Uh, so then you just have more options for free nights. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, well, I probably have made time to do a bit more route planning so that we weren't going up and down. Oh, okay. Not that that was a big issue, but it was just a bit of a waste of time and kilometres. Yeah. Okay. I thought that's just on the cast, we'll go here, I don't mind that. Mm. Uh, as long as the cast survives, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, again, I think I said this with the other podcast at the end of our other trip. Just you could do a little bit more for upfront research. Yeah. Because again, it was just kind of getting to a place and like, okay, like, quick look, what, what do we do here? Da, da, da. Mm. Well, maybe there's more things, but I don't feel like we missed out on anything. No, there isn't much for me I'd do differently. Yeah. I think I would, as I said before, kick off the three nights earlier. Yeah. yeah get yourself two, two or three nights a week mm. in a free one. That was saving budget. Um, we're only talking like the first three weeks because we've done it ever since. Yeah. Maybe at the start only one a week or one every two weeks. Mm. We could have increased it. Maybe the mm. first five six weeks. Mm. But then we really got into the flow of it and we've done like three nights in a row now. Like it's not even a thing. Yeah. It's actually like oh okay we'll go, we'll go campsite and have a shower. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't do that much different, but I would start that a bit earlier. But in terms of Canada, I. Yeah, we, we followed the road, we planned a few things, we met our friend in Toronto. Yeah. We covered all grounds, we didn't go to St John's. Maybe I would probably have done research on St John's earlier to get an idea what the cost would actually be. Yeah, and I wonder if that's something that booking in advance, maybe, yes. not, maybe not the ferry, but flights from like Halifax, yeah. maybe that would have been cheaper if we'd booked it yeah. months before, maybe. But maybe, but otherwise. Yeah, but it's that so kind of thing is hard because you don't know what dates you're going to get across. So yeah. you could book your flight and then be like, oh, well, now I've got to get there for that yeah. date, so I'm going to have to blast through. So it's a tough one. Tough one. Yeah, but other than that, I wouldn't do anything differently. Yeah, the vans, obviously, you can always increase your van or what, what you've got mm. for the trip. That's always a given. Uh, I would have a slightly bigger van with an access to a toilet. Yeah. Access to a toilet would just give you so many options. Yeah. So I think that's the big lesson. That's that. the main thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And we're going to finish the last five minutes or, or so. Recommendations for people want to do it. Kind of already touched on them. Yeah. Get the iOverlander app. Yeah. Uh, if you're going to rent a camper van or you've got your own, get some sort of toilet. Yeah. That'd be real handy. Tell you what I would do, which is based on a previous one we've done in New Zealand. Mm. If you can somehow have this Toyota Sienna that has a separate battery for a fridge, for example. Yes, yeah, yeah. So it doesn't run on the car battery. Because mm. that van was no bigger than ours. Yeah. But it had a fridge constantly on. Yeah. That would improve things. Because I think what we were guilty of a lot of times was we'll cook for a big dinner, we'll save some for two nights time and then the fridge doesn't get cold and the food goes off yeah so i think this is kind of going into a little bit of what we do different next time for our van in this situation don't cook in advance to cook on the day because yeah, you can't well now in october is fine but like mm. in the middle of july yeah, yeah. and you and your car doesn't have air con yeah 
your fridge is not going to get cool. Yeah, you just need, like we did buy that, the Bluetti battery, but yeah. it's not powerful enough to be able to charge the fridge constantly. And yeah. that's what you need. Yeah. Um, Which based on that, the Bluetti is brilliant. So mm. it's like a battery pack. Uh, I'll, I'll get it on video for this mm. um, episode if, if it goes into But it can charge stuff. It's got light, all the things. But I would, if I had if we had more money, I'd get the solar panels with it, so you can have it all the time. Yeah, you can get the solar panels, or you can get ones that are just higher power. Or higher that power. Like last longer. Yeah. I don't know the terminology. But that's been a godsend. Yeah, it, like you can charge the phone like fifty times before it runs out, yeah. and yeah, it's been really handy for that. But yeah, that's another limitation is because we don't have the solar panels every three. We can only really do three days. Mm before we then need to find somewhere to charge that yeah. so we can go away again because otherwise you don't you can't charge your phone or laptop or whatever you need yeah i think what for this trip is well like we're not full-time van lifers no so if people are looking into changing a lifestyle to be that mm. there's a heck of a lot of youtube people who can help you with that mm-hmm. so the recommendations here are for people who are maybe just doing a summer yeah. or a couple of months or yeah, month. a couple of months yeah yeah so i would recommendations would be have your highlights what do you want to see across Canada mm. and then because it's so big you've got to prioritize those yeah so for example if you want to see Vancouver Island great go and do that mm. and then touch in Vancouver but then if your next thing and you're helping on driving is the Rockies where you've got to drive the eight hours that's fine it's not that far for Canada times mm. and then from there if you're like well the next thing for us is Toronto you've just got to drive three days straight like you just have to accept that as part of your trip mm. because if you just dilly and dally and you've got the time constraint you're always going to be feeling like you're on the move all the time yeah i mean that's another thing that would be nice to do differently right have more time time like yeah. if it would be good to start at the beginning of june i think yes and just maximize i mean yeah. if you're purely wanting to stick to canada you could get four months yeah out of that good weather and you'd be able to see a lot of those provinces that we went to in that time. Yeah. And, like, not be as quick-paced as we were sometimes. True. I think we always had a rough day or date or month that we are going to finish. Yeah. And we wanted to get a bit US in. Mm. But imagine if we'd just done calendar, like, yeah. from June to yeah, mid-October, whatever. Yeah, you take it pretty slow. Yeah, take it slow. The weather should be good. Mm. You'll hit the summer holidays before and after. Mm. Summer holidays are busier. We can't yeah. avoid it. Kids and teachers off school. But that would have been great, wouldn't it? Yeah. Because then you can get across to anywhere. Mm-hmm. You can even go north a little bit. Um, so, yeah, there yeah. are reflections on time, mm. but everyone's different. Yeah. Time and stuff. But mm. time is the main one, isn't it? Mm. Um, but, yeah, recommendation, recommendations, time, have some budget, try and cutely save money by doing free nights. Yeah. Uh, accept the cost of petrol. That's number one tip. Yeah, and that don't varies. even think. Oh, we'll, we'll get twenty dollars here. No, just fill it up. You're gonna you're gonna drive it. Yeah, yeah. Accept and the cost. Yeah, just don't risk because there were like, in Canada there were definitely long stretches where there was nothing. Yeah. So it's always just top up where you can, where you see it. I don't think we ever got to the point where we're freaking out. There may be one point where it's like, oh, we're on the line. Yeah, but no, I think we done pretty right, well with that. But there was yeah. definitely stretches where there was just nothing. no nothing, no towns, no yeah. gas station, no nothing. Yeah. Yeah, 
And make sure Ivan has aircon. Yeah, that'd also be nice. Oh, I've had aircon. Um, but there you go. Yeah. Other than that, just just go and do it. Mm-hmm. Take the summer off. Yeah. Oh, download offline maps. Oh yeah. <laughs> On Google Maps or whatever yeah. you use, because yeah, a service was pretty good. On but it's whole, just good yeah. to have as a backup. Yeah. One thing we had but we didn't actually use ever was a traditional paper map. Yeah, we bought a book. We bought a road map. Yeah. But actually, in the use end, that. we didn't have to use it. Mm. Yeah, that was interesting. But it, that's a good backup. Yeah. The drivers are okay here. They get a bit mental. I think Quebec was a bit of a... Mm. They get a bit impatient. But other than that, mm. most of the cities are fine to drive in. Toronto's mental. And that gets really busy. Like we... As he said on the podcast, the bus ride back from Niagara Falls took four hours. Mm. Should only take an hour. So we tried to avoid driving into the cities very little. I think we didn't drive into many of them, actually. Maybe Toronto a little bit. Um, but yeah, I think other than that, just get on the one, go and see some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Don't stick to the one. Yeah. That's a guide. A basic guide is stick to the one. Yeah. You'll, sit, you'll go through main things. Yeah. But yeah, if you've got a bit of time, mm. go off the one, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a summary of our Canadian road trip. Yeah. It's been a great trip. I feel like we haven't really missed anything. Maybe, I was looking at the cities, we missed like two. Edmonton was one. Mm. That's two, it's like three hours north of Calgary. Yeah. And I think there's another one I can't remember now that we missed. But other than that, I don't think we really like missed any cities. Nah. We saw the highlights. Yeah. We saw some national parks. Yeah. And we covered a lot of ground. Yeah, you can get too carried away. We saw loads. Yeah. And I think I don't really feel like you missed out on anything. No. But when you're in a place, you can be like, oh, we should go here, we should yeah. go there. But really, you've seen loads. Yeah. And if you think Canada's got a lot to see, mm. just wait until you, you hear yeah. the podcast about your ass. Yeah. <laughs> Crikey, there's so much to see. Yeah. But there we go. That's another time. So we're going to wrap up the podcast here. Any final thoughts before we say goodbye? Do it. If you're thinking about doing it, do it and they can contact us with any questions mm-hmm. or advice needed for a camper van road trip across Canada yeah cool thanks for coming on again you're welcome and the next time you're on yeah will be a summary of the US mm-hmm. portion yeah so that'll be interesting yeah there'll be a lot to, to say cover in that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah stats to come stats to come and to give you a heads up you can't find bloody baked beans anywhere yeah Shock. Shock horror. <laughs> Headline news. Headline news. No beans for Pissing James. Pissing me off. Anyway, based on that, see ya. See ya. Thank you for listening to my Winging It Travel podcast episode today. You can find me on Instagram at James Hammond Travel or Winging It Travel podcast. You can search for both. I release weekly clips of this podcast episode as well as photos from the last eight to ten years of my travels. You can also follow me on TikTok, Facebook and Pinterest by searching Winging It Travel Podcast. I do release daily content to do with travel and the podcast throughout the week. Also check out my website, jameshammond.org. There's content about myself, my travels, and there's also a newsletter sign up as well as a contact form. Finally, please rate and review the podcast on Podchaser. This is my platform of choice. Alternatively, you can rate this on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts from. This really helps the podcast gain a bit of traction for the future in terms of guests and content. And I'm glad to see that you guys are listening out there, reviewing it and enjoying the content so far. Stay safe, stay humble, keep listening, keep traveling, and I'll catch you soon. Cheers, James.